You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to Season 9, Episode 35. Episode... Oh, fuck. Right, you messed up there. <laughs> because it's not a can't say this week. Usually I would say this week. Uh, hi. Just, I'll just start again, maybe. I'll get that. Is <laughs> um, yes, Season 9, Episode 35. I can't say, as I say, I can't Even say... Even the latest episode and you, you'll cover your back. Oh, my, I, yeah. I mean, we might as well just keep this in now, right? So, yes, this is an... Uh, I can't even say it's an extra podcast. This is a normal podcast because um, some of you may have listened already. We had Phil McGuire on, who was terrific. Could have listened to him for hours. Um, so, yeah, this is a normal one when we kind of wrap up what's been going on in Scottish football the last week or so and what's to come. Um, so, I, I'm John, uh, and we've got John and Chris as well. How are you doing? <laughs> I've not spoken to you for a long time, how are you? Oh, hi. <laughs> People know we used to do of us are on the podcast already, but aye, that's just a bit of a messy start. But no, we kept a good podcast for, uh, well, used it last night, because um, I've listened already, I've listened to both of them. Um, I thought, right, you, I mean, you mentioned to me um, a few weeks ago when we had the original call for uh, Phil that it was really good, they had some great stories, and somehow, I, I mean, I can't speak, I never heard that one, but there was certainly... Recapture the magic, as far as I could see, it was a great podcast. Probably spoke really well yeah. uh, about a, a range of different things, which is good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a passionate guy about all the different stories oh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, although he's Gary beating Duke. himself up a wee bit about his his Aberdeen eleven, but the players he could have picked for them instead of putting in Xander Diamond. Because yes. <laughs> um, as soon as he said that, what did I, do? I send you a WhatsApp message going? Is he yeah. in Xander Diamond? Um, <laughs> but I. The latter couple of years he wasn't at his best, but uh, it wasn't the worst pick he could have picked um, from some players that he played along with. Um, but I, but no, it was good. Um, it was a good, good podcast. Great having him on. Um, and he spoke very openly and passionately about a lot of a lot of things, and obviously some good Aberdeen stories from you know some of the pranks he's pulled off. And Chris, um, were you aware that he might have signed for Celtic? Uh, I didn't remember it until you were talking about it, but I I, I remember that going around at the time because it was under the nail, from what I remember. So in the middle of Martin Neil's time, uh, that there was rumours, but nothing ever came out. Yeah. yeah, I think the two right, seasons you... prior to it, he finished in the team of the year. Yeah, he did. So, hard done by not to get a prior Scotland cap. Yeah, I mean, you can consider some of the guys that were called up at that time. Um, but, no, he's still, you know, they have a good couple more years at Aberdeen before he left. And, um, and he's obviously um, doing well for himself. I can just imagine being an ambassador for mental health. Um, as is obviously Gary Dempsey, you know, I was keen oh. to speak to him after uh, reading the story, and you know, that that was just such a good interview, and that uh, I wasn't talking to Gary Dempsey, the footballer, wasn't going over his career or anything, I think the only thing I mentioned was that, you know, what comments did you get back in the day type of thing, and that was it, it was just all mental health, and the passion he came out with was just, was brilliant, and he had that game of football, the, the young Dunfermline fan, and I think they're at the game tonight as 
as well. So, yeah, hopefully the young boy has had a great day with one of his heroes. Uh, it's funny, I mean, it was two separate interview podcasts that I listened to them both times at some point. I was looking up, did they play against Celtic in the Scottish Cup final? In uh, Gary's case, yes, he did. He was on for an hour in 2004. Uh, Phil was an unused sub in 2007. Mm-hmm. Phil was quite unlucky when he was at Aberdeen in terms of he missed out in cup finals. A few times. Yeah. Yeah, First of all, he was just kind of breaking into the kind of team. So, um, but, uh, he was... uh, but it was, I mean, there's a few good things. There was one thing I, um, Phil was talking about um, how he reckoned it was different when we were growing up. Um, the, the kind of I know what he was trying to say because it was more along the lines of what we didn't grow up with social media, so we don't have the whole thing. Because to say something to somebody's face is completely different as it is to typing it on a keyboard or putting it on your phone or something like that. So it's it's very easy to be cruel to somebody or just say nasty things to them when you're protected behind a keyboard. Mm-hmm. One thing I've always wondered with it though is like why folk do it on the internet because it generally gets traced back to you. Staffed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think that's part of the problem. Is, like, you can be abusive to somebody and very little come back on it. I know they like, try to do like, threatening communication as part of the offensive behaviour of football act. They just lump the two together. Um, but they've rarely ever used that bit. And now obviously that's been appealed because it just. There's another bit of the legislation that there's really stuff exists already for dealing with that kind of thing. They just never really know how to use it properly. Yeah, and if you report stuff on social media as well, the, the companies don't do anything about it generally. Oh, you get you get chopped off Twitter for some of the most bizarre things, and yet other like, people get away with murder. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just, just no ask Aldo. Aye, I've seen oh. some of the stuff Aldo gets chopped for, and then I've seen some of the stuff that other people get away with, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But I the interviews also did bring up one of my new favourite euphemisms: "Did he let you ride his bike?" Yes, <laughs> I enjoyed that one too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure as well inside you sniggered when you said it as well, John. Oh, yeah. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And he was always like, sorry? <laughs> What's that? No, he's Coca-Cola bike for when he went <laughs> ran a match in the Coca-Cola Cup final in 95. <laughs> we need to find out from Stephen Glass what actually happened with that bike. Well, it made a comeback. Um, I, <laughs> I have rumours that it actually gets... I actually heard rumours that it gets stolen. Um, it actually gets stolen, but then it appeared in the Aberdeen club shop as a... Um, no, memento ahead of the 2014 final. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was on display. It should be in a museum, shop, so, yeah. like a Scottish yeah. football museum or something like that, because it was. I mean, the museum in the stadium, if that's what we're having. Yeah. Is that the new stadium? <laughs> the Coca-Cola thing. We've probably talked a couple, uh, long enough with interviews and stuff. You can go back and listen to them. I would certainly advise it. Um, both Phil and Gary were terrific. So um, get them all in the same feed. You can get this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and Scottish Cup needs a new sponsor that season, as of that season. Yeah, William Hill uh, uh, won't we'll give us a sponsor in the Cup. Uh, everybody seems okay with us, apparently. So maybe they've got something else lined up. Or maybe they've just decided they're not going to have betting in football anymore. Well, um, Betfest still get the league cup for four years. Man, Betfest still get the league cup for four years. Aye, but, uh, imagine Wag Brooks and Royal Hill at the end of this season will be gone. So it'll be interesting to see what they're placing with. Lesser name betting uh, company, probably. Probably Scottish companies or something like that. Maybe. Who knows? It'd be good if it was a Scottish sponsor, like someone that is like Scottish eyes. Yeah. 
Well, well, what tenants and years gone by. Um, but if you're wanting to move, uh, it, the thing is, um, it depends what companies are willing to put the money into, into football. Because um, then the reason we ended up with Ladbrokes in my home in the first place because both competitions went appeared the thing without being sponsored. Um, like tenants to Boyhill, there was a couple of like half sponsorship deals for like the government and things, but nothing really concrete. So, I mean, I, I you know, we've spoken um, a couple of times. You know, the the whole betting company situation with, with SFA's betting rules. I think at last this time, the SFA's betting rules can be taken a bit more seriously if they're not taking money from gambling companies. Yep, but we'll wait and see. And I'm, sure, and I'm sure that Neil Doncaster's on the case as far as the new sponsor goes for the SBFL because we've known about it since the start of this season. It's now February. So I'm sure he's, he's well along. I can't even finish a sentence with laughing myself. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Neil Doncaster's an idiot. Yeah. Took him two years well, to get a sponsor last time. I'll just say it's not the BBC, so I can say Neil Doncaster's an idiot. <laughs> Perfectly allowed. Michael Stewart, if you want to come on this podcast at this point and hammer away at people, feel free. <laughs> we won't stop you. I say you want. Yeah. Within reason, uh, obviously. But... <laughs> so, yes, last Wednesday then, pretty dull game. Like, typical Kamara Cardin affair, wasn't it? Uh, it certainly was minutes. the first 60 minutes. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. If you'd said to us at half time that um, there's going to be another six goals in this game, would it said they'll have what you're having? Because there was. An awful game. Um, come out with slightly better. Two poor teams. Um, we made some changes at half time. Um, we're, it looks as though for a while it was just half and puff with um, no luck, and then uh, we get we get the equaliser, and then extra the last four minutes extra time was just. Crazy. I mean, we obviously get um, go to and up, and even Ruffy scores a free kick, make it two two. He hits the bar, and the last four minutes is just one of the craziest games I've ever been to. Um, because Kilmarnock then go three to up, take off Brophy um, to put on the defender. Aberdeen score a penalty a minute to go. And you're thinking, well, it's going to penalties now. And then Kilmarnock up a ball that's going out of play and hammers it across. And super sub equalises. Uh, wins the game for Aberdeen. <laughs> Aye. I've, st- I've still got the bruises and scrapes all over my mm. body to show for it um, in terms of all the bounties for the goals. So, that doesn't surprise me because my experience in rugby park is one of the um, tightest like row to next row um, ratios. I don't know what I'm trying to say. The front, the seat in front is closer than it should be. Yeah, uh, there's lack of legroom. I think that's what best way to put it. Aye, so I you can injure yourself, and um, I mean I've won the league here three years, so uh, aye, I know exactly what you mean. I think we'll struggle. I mean, Jordan and me ended up standing beside each other. I think we will struggle. Um, to go to a more remarkable game in our lifetime mm-hmm. just bizarre because um, as, as John said I mean the first and I would say the full 90 minutes I didn't think was particularly great um, second half we were better in terms of we made the changes a bit more direct but also a bit more productive but I mean the first decent ball that McGinn put in was for Considine's goal and he was probably yeah. fortunate that um, the commodity defence was sleeping I think whether they maybe I don't know maybe th- thought it were through or that but for that to happen and then we come out early doors extra time, Kennedy scores who'd looked like he was knackered I mean we were saying oh surely he'll get something extra time because he, he looked dead in his feet and we'd obviously used our three subs in normal time and you thought that could come back to haunt us, so there's that then just some of our defending, a bit questionable as well um, mm-hmm. 
young lad, Campbell, obviously, in a situation whereby for their, their third goal, um, probably doesn't need to dive in, but then you've got the possibility as well, Devlin should have cleared it, and then... Neil scores one goal. Aye. Um, so you're thinking at that point, again, we're out, out of the cup. I don't know whether some folk left. I heard someone say, I was talking to a Camaric fan, they're all day at work, and they were saying, oh, I've seen that Aberdeen fan leaving when we went 3-2. I never really noticed, because I was kind of too... Kind of, focusing the yeah. game and what was happening and what was going on but then you've got I mean Stuart Finley what's he doing if you're a Kelly, Kelly fan he, I think he's trying to claim that he slipped now to me that doesn't look like a slip that just looks no. like he's just been clumsy he's I mean, trying... he balls away as well there's no need for him to do it um, yeah. and yeah he, but at that point even at penalty you're thinking Cosgrove hadn't done much in the game we're both standing there going we weren't that confident puts it away but he's going to scores yeah and you're thinking right okay Right, probably penalties, and then you've got the the old Man U Bayern moment whereby two goals in the last couple of minutes, and mm. a left back is our furthest forward player and puts in a, a good ball. Again, the defender didn't really have anyone that near him. Uh, Main was in the area, but no, he wasn't going to probably strike or connect with the ball. And I, Connor Johnson, they uh, wins it for us. So, yeah. you, you could feel a wee bit sorry for Kamarnik because I. Uh, I don't know whether they deserve to age it or not, um, but I we're through and that's the main thing. Tough to tough to as well because it comes round again quickly on Saturday. Um, it's in Mirren, so and we've not yeah. had a, a good record there this season, um, so good time to uh, rectify that. And a start about um, Aberdeen Scottish Cup replays. Um, the last time we lost a Scottish Cup replay was back in 2010, and we've won everyone since then. So that um, record's continued. Nice. Uh, there was another start that no, said Rugby Park still since 2011. There was so, another start that said it was the last three out of the four times that you beat Kilmarnock in the Scottish Cup, you went on to win the tournament. Uh, the, the fourth one was the most recent one in 2018, but yeah, um, I've seen that. We were trying to claim some kind of lucky omen last year, I remember as well. We, just kind of clutching at straws, but I 2020, you're a mad dog, you'd have Aberdeen into win the Scottish Cup. Um, hmm. So, yeah, but a tough tie, I think, against it, man. It will be, uh, yeah, so. it will be. Um, but Aberdeen end is sold out, um, which is good. Um, and hopefully, St. Martin can set, sell out the allocation as well. And then we've got a full house um, for the cameras on Saturday night. Yeah, I do think it'll be an option for us to take more tickets as well because I don't know where you'd put. Fans, I don't know. Oh, I mean, we, we never mentioned that either. That the the Samaritan um, game went all the way to penalties because we were still record. We'd finished recording before that game had finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, we obviously we knew it would back, went back to four each, but I went all the way to penalties. And <laughs> swung a few times in the penalty shootout as well. Some of the yeah, some of the penalties were rotten. I um, what was I seen from is SPFL stats or SPL stats? Sorry. Um, to say that it was only the second time in Scottish Cup history the penalty shootout had fewer goals in the actual match. Ah, I've seen that as well. I like that stuff. Which I like that. I like that one. Yeah. Good guy, good guy to follow as well. And, well um, SPL starts. like them. Right. One of my favourites. Um, yeah. Bye. Difficult one to call. May as well talk about it just now since we've talked about the two teams. What do we think? Yep. You can see in our replay. I can see in our replay. Yes, so do I. Um, yeah. I think I mean, it's it'll be a tough, it'll be a tight game. I can imagine it'll be like the previous games I've gone. Hopefully, not 
too much the first game because we're winning that. Um, but I think it'll be tight. Don't think there'll be a lot of pretty football. We also said that about Kilmarnock and Aberdeen, and for um, the first night, for the two ninety minutes, that was certainly the case. Just extra time went bonkers. Um, so, but having said that, who knows? Um, Cup can oh, do strange things, and both teams will certainly be up for it. I remember a, year, a few years back when uh, we played them in the cup. <coughs> horrible, horrible day. Snow, terrible day. And then Rory McArdle came up with a late equaliser. Yeah. We were awful that day. I remember yes. going to that game. I actually hung over from being at a party the night before. I um, see. I'm struggling. <laughs> it's a half to a kick off in the snow. Freezing. Give me a cuddle. I have to. Yeah. Good to fear. <laughs> <laughs> And then obviously we won that replay, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, aye. We'll see what happens. Uh, that's the late, late game on Saturday, isn't it? It's a crazy yeah. one. It's no, it doesn't seven. make sense to me why that would be the late one. I know it's TV <laughs> because Premier's got a lot slow, but you're asking Aberdeen fans. I mean, Aberdeen fans are getting home at one o'clock in the morning. Aye. But they're maybe. also there are a lot of central belt following. I think that's probably why so that's, a lot of that going. Um, but aye, it's Hibs and Inverness on Friday. Uh, Hearts and Rangers is Saturday night in uh, St Johnson Celtic on Sunday. Do you think John Robertson will come back to haunt Hibs again like he used to in his playing career? <clears throat> I don't know. I think Hibs will be too strong, to be honest. Um I think the Hearts and Rangers game could be tough to call. No Hearts are um, struggling at the bottom just nah. now, but Rangers haven't been great, and Hearts won last time, so with it being a cup tie, they might be more relaxed, but I'd still expect Rangers to come through. Aye. Um, and Celtic, I certainly think, will win. I think the toughest game will be St Man Aberdeen. That's the title I want to call. I don't think there'll be any shocks. I think it's going to be Hibs on Friday night. I think Rangers are winning at Tynecastle. I think Aberdeen are winning Paisley, and I think Celtic are going to beat St Johnson. So no replays? Nope. I think they're all getting done. done. Weekend. On the night, yep. Right, okay. Not on the day. Re- Celtic, guys. Um, maybe I'll move on to Thursday, last Thursday. A couple of decent ties. Uh, Copenhagen and Celtic. Aye. See, before you talk about... Oh. See, before you actually talk about the, the game, I just want to read out a tweet. Um, sorry, not a tweet, a message from Rory, um, Rory Hamilton, because um, I asked him to come back with his best food at the the ground and the best beer in Copenhagen. He didn't have any food at the game because he'd had good ta- ridiculously good tacos during um, the day, so <laughs> from the ground. From the f- tacos? Um, but, Denmark? What's this all about? <laughs> um, and in terms of his beer, I'm going to try and pronounce this right. It's Norwo Gamla Hafner. Sounds good. I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, Copenhagen beer. He should have just stuck to that one that I mentioned, the farts. It would have cans. Yeah, much easier. And he also says, um, if you're in Copenhagen, head to Warpigs. It's a brewery slash barbecue. Awesome. Oh, cool. that sounds good. Well, well <laughs> is it all mentioned about when we're getting this TV programme started? That's what I want to know. I mean, he's, he's the one that's in the TV. I've made the suggestion. He liked it. So, I mean, come on. Let me get that going. I'll message him and say, and we'll speak about it as well. Bye. Good result for Celtic. Um, maybe. <laughs> I don't. It's it's a really hard one to call this because given how we started, we were Edward had a chance in twenty seconds. Um, he then had another one before he got his goal, and his goal came in the thirteenth minute. So, 
having flown out the traps like that. We could have been three up. We were only one up. We played out the first half, being the better team. I think that was pretty clear. I think Copenhagen had one chance in the first half. Um, so we went in at half time. Everything looked pretty good. We just looked like we probably should probably get a couple more goals. And yet we came out in the second half and it was a different game entirely. Copenhagen were miles better than us. Celtic looked disorganised. They never started the second half. Uh, and Doi got the equaliser. Uh, there's been like claims of hand, there's been claims of handball in the build-up. I've only seen one angle where there might be a handball, but it's not clear. Uh, none of the other replays went back far enough to show it, so I don't know. Um, I can't really say the players are claiming for it. The VAR probably should have checked it because the VAR is supposed to check these things. Um, I'm not sure why it didn't. I'll come back on the VAR in a minute. Um, and then I think we kind of after the goal because Sam made a complete mess here. Uh, and he went off very soon thereafter, which is probably the right sub. And that sub seemed to settle us again. Uh, McGregor had a great chance where he probably should have played Edward and instead blazed it over the bar. Um, and then, unfortunately, Scott Brown went off injured. And when that happened, we fell apart again. And we looked like there was no organisation. Copenhagen were running over the top of us. We then had the ball in a box um, that got head- the ball got headed onto Christie's outstretched arm. Uh, and as we know, the rules changed at the start of the season. That is a penalty. The referee didn't spot it at the time. We had a free AR uh, replay of it. VR, absolutely. I, I'm not arguing about it. I think this is exactly what VR is for. It's a penalty. By the rules, we've got the law. The law, the law, the law the game, the rules. Um, so, aye, definite penalty. The problem I've got with it is the booking. What's the booking for? It's my understanding is you only get booked for it if it's deliberate. Wasn't deliberate. We get headed on his hand, and that's a costly booking for Christie as well because that means he's suspended for the second leg. So I think he's been harshly done by for that reason, not because the penalty was given or anything like that. I said that's a penalty, um, but I don't yeah. see how it was a booking at all. I think that was unfair. Um, no way to contest that, unfortunately. So he will be suspended for the, the second leg. Uh, but then Fraser Foster has saved like his fourth penalty of the season. Um, good, great save, touching it on at the post. Uh, and can you say a bit more? Can you say about Fraser Foster? Um, him and uh, Chris Julian, I think, well, two fantastic. But what happened there? Oh, yeah, I'd like this to do the podcast in a different room, and the message was coming through to put a watch in the radio. A fright. And now I'm getting the fingers. <laughs> oh, I, I, did, did you get the fingers before that noise or after? <laughs> did you get the fingers before that noise or after? <laughs> oh. That must be something that runs in the household because obviously um, <laughs> the picture from the game last week, you had the fingers up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, I uh, F-bomb, John. Aye. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, the F-bomb is uh, also in picture format. Let's just say that. You can probably then, imagine. Uh, I'm a lot my lad. He's got a big cheeser on his face. <laughs> Usually I smile, to be fair, in pictures, but uh, I decided just to uh, oh, call my name. Um, but I. So, aye. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Chris Julian. Uh, him and uh, Fraser Foster pretty much kept Celtic in this game. Um, and a one each result away from home in Europe is a decent result we've got the away goal um, we know we're capable of doing better um, it's just a matter of, of doing that at Celtic Park and uh, 
Thursday night. If we play like we did in the first half and take our chances, we'll finish this tie uh, on top. Um, if we play like we did in the second half, we're going <laughs> to... So, I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. I think the fact that uh, Christy suspended Joe goes back to three at the back. Because obviously Griffiths is going to be available. He missed last Thursday. Aye. Aye, that kind of... Not, he just had a knock, didn't he? Uh, aye, we play, I mean, they played on, on Sunday there, so, yeah, so. That, that was back to the three at the back and, and two yeah. up front. So, but you've um, been looking better. It's weird because you've been kind of looking better with three at the back, but then you can find at times Christy and Rodgers kind of fit in the team, but I know right. they played on Sunday. Um, but generally, they're not going to play. It's going to be in Charm, Brown and McGregor. But aye. I mean, it depends whether Brown's fit, because if Brown's not fit, we'll put McGregor in there. Then you're looking at playing in Charm, you're looking at playing Rogic. Um, probably Foster, Elian Nussi came off the bench um, in Thursday night. Uh, so that's another good option for us. So we've got, when the, the, there is options there. Um, where you'd rather have as many people fit as possible. Certainly Scott Brown is a, an ins- inspirational player, influential in all the games he plays in. Um, certainly, it was certainly a big loss when he went off in the game. Uh, but I don't know how bad that is. They always said he wasn't going to play Sunday, so we'll wait and see. Um, oh, yeah, if he's not, then McGregor did pretty well on Sunday to be in that position. So hopefully that will work out alright. Yeah, it, 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 it just shows we're Celtic have got to in Europe that um, most of the fans are disappointed at a one-all draw away from home. Yeah. Um, but also the fact you're running made a um, difference. But I just hope from your point of view, it doesn't go the last way, the, the, the way the last time you um, took a one 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 draw back to Park Kick is obviously you lost to Cluj, um, so I bring that up. But um, hopefully you've learned a lot of lessons from it, and obviously your defence is more solid since um, that Cluj disaster. Yeah, um, just uh, a couple of stats from this: um, Celtic haven't won a knockout proper game in Europe since they beat Barcelona in 2004. Um, it's all been qualifying since then. Um, they hadn't actually scored away from home in a knockout European game since Larson scored against Boa Vista in 2003 wow. <laughs> on the road to Seville. So that goal that Edouard got was the first um, since that away from home in the knockout stages. So wow. I, it's, it's been a long time coming. Um, so hopefully hopefully with that first one now um, put to bed, we can put the second one to bed and all and win a, a knockout round <laughs> tie. If we progress yeah. to the last 16. Um, whether we're joined there by our... Um, City rivals well, it remains to be seen. It looked like they were dead and buried at one point. Some game, Mal. It was some yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, Braga um, looked like one of the best teams I've seen aye. against a Scottish team for a long time in terms of where they were playing, passing it about nicely, pressing. Rangers just could not cope with them for the first 60 minutes. Yeah, so the boy, especially Trinkill, that's signed for Barca, he looked aye. exceptional. Aye, the, the guy got the first goal and uh, it was an absolute peach. He hit the bar in the second half as well, doing something aye. fairly similar. Francergio. Um, aye, Francergio. Uh, so, aye, I mean, like I say, I, the Rangers, an hour into this game, looked dead and buried. They were, you can see that the, the first goal in the first half, um, Morelos had wasted a couple of chances uh, in the first half as well, got himself booked, which means he's suspended for the second leg. Um, it was just frustration on his part. I mean, it was, it was a free kick that he conceded, and it was a free kick. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But the free kick itself wasn't what he got booked for. It was a chat back. And yeah. because he was, he was so frustrated, he got the yellow card, which means he's out of the second leg, which is a big blow for Rangers. Having said that, Aye. he didn't score in this game, and Rangers still managed to come back. Um, 
He's still getting so chances, I, that's the one thing. He's obviously no scoring I, goals, but at least he's still getting in the chances. Because so, you can see it's probably affecting him a wee bit. Um, I mean, the, the one in the second half. Aye, the one I don't know how that that's the kind of thing he's done a couple of other chances which he could have scored and another day he would have scored but you can see I just whether the kind of speculation about has it affected him or or just maybe he's having a bad spell because his first season he he had a bad spell this time I'm pretty sure he seems to fade away after Christmas it's very strange he seems to have done it like three years running now Um, not completely obviously still gets goals but not anywhere near as well as he does in the first half of the season (laughs) Uh, but I, I think the the two things that go for Rangers in this is obviously McGregor doing what he always does uh, for Rangers denying some some decent chances. I, they could, didn't even stand a chance for either goal. Uh, I think him putting in for that one. Uh, he did stop a breakaway goal at one point, which was a really good save. Um, and then obviously the other thing is the comeback because um, Hadji's goal was well he was well picked out by Davis at the start up uh, when uh, Braga didn't quite get it clear. Uh, and he had it off the post. You then had uh, Super Soberibo come on and skin half the Braga team to score his goal. Uh, Aye, that was one of those ones, though. It's like, I don't think he knew it was happening. He just kept going. Because everyone, was was like, he, everyone he, in the stadium was probably going, pass, pass. And then that's the new was in the box. I, I don't think Aribo ever got a chance to pass because every time he got the ball under control, he was closed down again. He was having to jink yeah. away for another one. So there was never an opening from pass to So he just kind of kept dealing with the situation as it was at the time and then he found himself in a goal and finished it so it yeah. looks great but I can, I can understand why he didn't pass uh, starting to look good, good again start of the season he was good he looked good and then he had a wee, a wee spell he's young obviously but, but he kind of maybe wasn't playing as well and Rangers have been I think, trying to find out what the best combination is in midfield and maybe even attack as well but he ended up playing left back aye that was good so but I, I, it was a great goal. I, I was equaliser on the night, and then Rangers have given themselves the lead in the tie, thanks to well, let's face it, it was a massive deflection off the wall from Hadji's free kick. <laughs> um, but they all count. Ball end up the net, three two to Rangers, and they end up another win at Ibrox. I don't think they've lost a game at Ibrox, have they, under Gerard in Europe? I don't think they have. No, no. Is it not only they've they've lost four games in total in Europe? Somewhat. Aye, they've got a fantastic. They do have a really good. Yeah. I mean, they are just having a a fantastic time at Ibrox specifically. Um, And again, we're two 0 down in this game, but they came back one three two. It gives them a chance. Braga will still be favourites, given they've got two away goals and um, they're playing a home game. They look really good. Um, But Rangers will have something to hang on to. They've shown they're capable of scoring against Braga. Um, so they're, they're still on me a chance, certainly. Yeah. I know if yeah, Jack back to the second leg as well. Yeah, yeah. But Jack's back, which will give him defensive protection as well. I think they, need, they definitely have said this a few times. I think they need to, Ryan Kent needs to show a wee bit more, especially in this type of game. Yeah. Well, he's looking good. Yeah. looking good. A bit of the Maravchik's about him in terms of what's his best foot. Aye. Aye, I don't know. <laughs> but Avchek's definitely, well, I would say the best two-footed player I've seen playing in Scotland. Aye, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Hadja looks, looks good. And I think Aye. Rangers are probably kind of quite fortunate they've got an option to buy. Um, so. Aye, Aye they're, they're already talking about whether they're uh, trying to do the deal for that. So, they're obviously very enamoured with them. 
Um, and certainly from what I've seen in the highlights of the, the, the game against Braga, I can see why. It's, it's whether, I think they spoke about it a wee bit after the game, it's whether they maybe need to adapt their system. I know they keep on saying that they play two number 10s. I don't really see it like that. I, I still see it as that it's maybe two guys supporting the main striker, but kind of wider. But he certainly looks like he'd be good as a number 10, especially with two footed. I mean, you yeah. just want to do oh, um, So but I think Gerard's pretty kind of stuck in his ways in terms of the system he plays. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Liverpool system. Mm-hmm. Right, That's effectively where it is. Right, so, John, you were coming away with statistics, and I know the one you were talking about. Yeah, just uh, Ryan Kent's went a year with a, um, an assist. That is a phenomenal um, statistic for a man yeah. that costs seven million pounds to be a winner. Yeah. Um, when you put that, when we I, we mentioned last week that uh, Julian, who also costs seven million quid, has scored more goals than him this season. Um, he also has more assists. <laughs> because he created one for Ayer at the weekend. Aye. There was a wee spell round about kind of, maybe just before Christmas where I thought Kent was kind of not getting his art together. I think that's maybe harsh to say, but he was contributing in terms of scoring a few goals. Uh, he was looking I, better. Um, I, I don't yeah, know. I just, and I don't even think Rangers, like last year they were praising him to Aye Heavens. Um, Kent, you don't, you don't really seen much of it this season. No, I don't. Th- I don't think he's hit the same highs as he did against uh, as he did last season when he was on loan. Um, certainly, he hasn't met the valuation of a seven million pound price tag. I don't think um, that's not presented as, as good value for money. His performances against Celtic aside, um, he seems to save his good games for us. Yeah, you'd almost be tempted to go with maybe, maybe even have him in the bench and make him make him play his way back into the team. Yeah, it might, it might be the kick up the arse he needs. Yeah. Did I not read something else as well? That apparently James Forrest has scored and set up more goals um, than Ken, Stuart, Jones, Aribo, Jo combined. I probably will like be, because the only ones that really score goals for Rangers is the main striker. I was talking to this, about this to my mate that's a Rangers fan, and he was saying, I just, that, that's all it. it they do get goals from other parts of the team, but it's not in big numbers like we do see Celtic. I mean, Celtic have got, I mean, got about five players in double figures mm-hmm. in all competitions. Rangers have only got Defoe and Morellas, and that's it. And then yeah. it's best after that's Arfield, and Arfield's only like come on to a game in terms of scoring over the last month or so. So they need to try and get more goals from across all aspects of the team. And that's what Celtic do. That, that's why Celtic are the champions and win yeah. games. And that, they they get the last week that Exactly. We mentioned it last week that like Celtic scored something like seven goals in a week and none of them would be in our strikers. Because we are just scoring from all over the park. It's defence. Like even, even Sunday there, it was um, I got one. So, then it was still because it was set up with Julian. Uh, yeah. so. I think as well, though, see, in, in terms of like the way, I mean, I've said about them copying the Liverpool system, that's effectively what they're doing. But they don't, they're not managing to do it with the same effect because obviously when you look at Liverpool, it's not for me you that scores all the goals. It's actually... Um, Salah and Mane. Mm-hmm. Firmino does score. I think there's a stat he's not scored at home all season. Firmino. Really? He's, yeah. uh, he scores a way, though, plenty. Um, but, I mean, he's a different type. He's like, almost like a nine and a half. He's like, he's not an actual striker as such, but really good player. But Rangers don't have a striker. I think they could do that kind of job. I don't think. 
Um, when they obviously brought in Camberry, um, when Defoe picked up his injury, uh, and he scored for Rangers at the weekend. Um, terrific strike, great technique yeah. for the uh, what was the equaliser because um, St Johnson had taken the lead. Um, Henry had scored in the first sort of ten minutes of the game. I, I, I don't know what Katic is doing in this game at all because he hoofs the ball up in the air for the first goal, which Hendry then outmuscles him, runs in and scores. Um, and then the equaliser at the end of the game is Katic that fails to clear the ball in the first place and then made fires an equaliser. Um, obviously, in between Canberra got his um, equaliser and then again that man Aribo. Um, it was uh, again well worked by Canberra before it. Aribo got the, the, the goal that put Rangers in front. Um, Aye, more drop points for Rangers. Stevie May again, scoring. Good form, five out of last nine. Aye. I, I, I was Looking good. seeing plenty of jokes about how um, the league's finished by May. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't actually read that one. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going even there, but I just thought it was a funny joke. I'm not. Yeah. I've seen yeah. things turn around far too often. We have a Livingston game away from home coming up. I'll wait and see what happens in that before anything. Um, I think the thing is, though, you've still got because folk have talked about the two games in hand no 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 the two games no. against each other and then yeah. the game in hand yes. but even with that you're still got an advantage yeah because Main I mean what points to the goal difference as well yeah. so Rangers yeah. need Celtic to drop three more points than Rangers drop so um, the way things are going that means Rangers can't drop anything anymore um, they then need to win both of the games against Celtic and their game in hand at home at St Johnson now I fancy them to win their game at home against St Johnson um, they're capable of beating Celtic in both of those games and like I say we have Livingston coming up next midweek uh, that's where we were pretty bad um, and then we were already quite bad and then Christie got sent off so that made it worse and we lost 2-0 in a game we deserved nothing out of so that for me is the next benchmark is to see how Celtic have improved um, since then because obviously the, the results since that defeat at Almondvale Tony Macaroni Stadium Spaghetti, Spaghetti Hands right. Since then have been almost brilliant other than the Rangers game um, in the league so uh, Celtic's and even when you're not good, playing particularly but, well you still get results Yeah like we did the game against Aberdeen was, last weekend um, But I, I mean um, so while Rangers were dropping points it was, it's funny because there must have been at least 30 seconds where Rangers fans were getting excited because um, they were 2-1 up and then the news filtered through that Kilmarnock had scored an early penalty uh, I, I don't think there's any doubt it was the, a foul by uh, Simonovic on Brophy. Um, I have very much doubt whether Brophy was offside to start with. Um, yeah. that, that linesman um, was pretty questionable in the game, um, given he later flagged off a Lee Griffiths goal that looked perfectly good to me. Yeah. And the the handball, wasn't there? Before, yeah. for a penalty. I, Right, before the penalty there was a handball that I was looking for that at the highlights and couldn't see where the handball was right, it's above his head is it Sminovic uh, I think yeah it was yeah but I, I don't think it's clear whether it actually hits his hand or not it's, I don't know what his hands doing up there in the first place right enough and given what happened in midweek with uh, Christie pretty questionable why you're doing that in the first place um, but I'm not sure it was clear yeah, if the referee sees it, I think it's a penalty. But the problem is, neither he and the um, assistant see it. Um, I don't know what they see in Alan Power's um, second chance. I thought it was a very harsh second. Really? Uh, I thought it was two well, feet. I yeah. thought it was a stone wall. Yeah, look, I, 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 the problem I had was the first one. I thought the first one was soft. 
I think oh, that's because it weathered all maybe. I've never seen the game. game, but is it maybe a accumulation of fills maybe? The first one. That was my guess because I thought the first one looked pretty. I thought it looked pretty soft. The yellow fill. I don't think it was a yellow card. Um, but if there had been a build up of uh, fills before that, then yeah, I could understand it. But no, I thought the second one was spot on. He went in with two feet. Um, I think he, he spends most of the time going, I got the ball after that. But you can't lunge in with two feet the way he did. That's just dangerous. So yeah, I think that was a, I think that was, a, was right. Um, Craig Taylor back in the team again, contributing. Yeah, um, one of the drinking players in Thursday. Um, I don't know. I drink he'll go away. Depends He's... if they go if they go with the three at the back, they might not play either of them, and then they might because he, the the thing with the thing with Taylor is he's still seems to be learning how to go forward um, in a Celtic team. Now he's a decent left back. I think that's the strengths are. Um, he can put in a decent cross, which is great. Um, he still seems a bit scared to take men on, um, and he's very one-footed at the moment. I think they're trying to train him into being better at that, um, and if he can get that added to his game, he's going to be a terrific player. Um, but at the moment, he almost seems like an unfinished kind of player for what Celtic need in that position. Yeah, he said that himself. He said he's had to adapt game anyway. So, um, but again, your defenders contributing because you mentioned earlier about. Yeah, I am. You're laying in the aisle. Um, right. And it was something about shot that led to the corner. <laughs> exactly. He's got some, he, he has got some digging him. You know, he does he does that quite a bit. Uh, when he gets into that position, uh, you, you get up when it's getting up. And fought back off him as well. Yeah. I remember he did that in the Scottish Cup semi-final, unfortunately, um, we, because we did that system of just leave um, the so-called Diddy with the ball and yeah the Diddy had a shot and it was saved um, <laughs> but uh, he has a bit of a bomb scare as well so I mean he's defending for the penalty the first of all missing the ball and then pulling the guy down he's always got a mistake in him yeah uh, that, that, that's what would worry me on Thursday night as well if we do go with the back three oh, would Beaton maybe instead maybe would that's you? an option but he's in Lennon if, if Brown was out then he can obviously step into midfield as well yes to, that's the other thing uh, Help out. So, and what's the story with Klamala? I think he's just he's, again still adapting. I think so. He scored in the reserves in, uh, a couple of days ago. What was it yesterday? Maybe yesterday. So he definitely scored in the reserves. The aye, aye. So we've got we've got four strikers that are fit now, which is good to see. Um, but aye, I would like to see a bit of development from Klamala. Um, it might still be early days for him. I don't know. Um, we'll see. What is um, the poorest season though? Did he have a break? No. Not that I know of. I think it was no, the usual kind of. Like they played the winter months. Um, I don't think they have a winter break, like we no, do. So it's not like he's no match fit in terms of being no. there or that. No, I think he's just he, he might just need a bit of development. Same with when Taylor first came in, he was missing for the first team for a while. No, it's uh, better than the start just now. Obviously, with the form that Edward and Griffiths are in, no. I thought maybe uh, Sunday would have been an ideal team that can bring him off the bench. But Bio was featured a couple of times recently, aren't they? Aye, I mean, because Bio's a wee bit, a wee bit ahead in the development, that's probably why he's featuring a bit more, but aye. Um, the, the other exciting part of this was um, the, the two brothers. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Greg Taylor was playing for Celtic, his wee brother came off the bench for Kilmarnock for the debut. So there's a, a very touching picture of the two of them at the end of the game. Um, so the, the Taylor family must have been delighted for that one. Um, I was reading 
I can't remember where I was reading it on Twitter somewhere um, about the last time that would have happened um, and there was some talk about Murder McLeod and his wee brother one um, but more recently um, it's amazing you would have thought Chris and John Sutton had played against each other more often what about the shooters actually, possibly uh, like when because Harry so I was in loan at Ross County yeah that's right Aye, could and be. John would have been at Hearts. Mhm. Mhm. Aye, so they might have played against each other. He was. I mean, you'd think they must have. But aye, the, the the ones they were reading about was the Suttons, Chris and John. Actually, although they were in Scottish football at the same time, played against each other for just two minutes. Because mm. John came off the bench when he was at Dundee. In the 88th minute. And that was the only oh, time they ever played against each other. Aye. The Young Brothers, but they have played against each other. I think they did at one point. I, I think it was in the lower leagues when like, I think Maybe. Derry went to Partick Thistle and Darren was still at film and I think that might have happened. But um, I need to check that or even ask Darren on the 29th with me. Yes. <laughs> play, yeah. so. um, there, is a, there is, of course, the, uh, the, the famous one that the, the World Cup ones, the brothers played against each other. <laughs> Uh, oh, Kevin and the Yeah. Yes. For I remember countries. watching. Because it was the, it was the, the last game, wasn't it? I think in the section. I remember watching the two games it, side by it, side it, in a Town. It, it, it was. It was, and Kevin Prince saying fuel fires by um, not, uh, putting Michael Palak at the World Cup as well. <laughs> the German captain at the time, probably the German favourite. Be honest, because German played quite well that turn without him. Um, it's amazing. How these things do. And then was there no Kaloo's not play against each other? Not two Kaloo brothers, I think. And one played for Ivory Coast, one played for Holland, maybe. I don't remember. Uh, the the, the twenty ten World Cup was the first um, of brothers playing against each other, and you don't yeah. you rarely hear that in international football. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. remember as well, you had them a bit different. But was it no uh, Ida and Jordan came on for his dad? <laughs> yes, in our in Icelandic match, I think, which is pretty cool. And I think I, from, from what I've heard, I think either Johnson's son is at Real Madrid. So whether there's going to be a third generation there nice. playing, because I think they were all Barcelona were like, how come you're not here, kind of thing. Because obviously Good Johnson played there. So, yeah. I'm sure Henrik Larson did that with Jordan at um, Elsenburg at one point. Maybe. Um, and then you've got Maldini. We talked about Maldini recently. Mm-hmm. You've got a third generation Maldini playing just now mm-hmm. in Milan. But he's, yeah. he's, got a, he's got a tough job to live up to there. Uh, he's got two generations to live up to. There's quite I, a few. I, 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 it's I, I, happening quite a lot now, I think. Rutilotson is at Utrecht, I think. Mm-hmm. Another I'm thing, assuming. if you're old, um, is Bebeto's um, baby, mind the baby rock oh, celebration oh, from USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played for Scott Lisbon. <laughs> Aye. You know about 25 now? Aye. 26 this year, really. Matthias, I think his name is. I think he was at Sport in Lisbon for a bit. Aye. Scary. Scary. Last night I felt old when Phil was on. Thinking I've seen his whole career when he's younger than me. As well. Like that. Aye. Aye, it's a scary thing that he's... Um, coming up for 40. <laughs> I still remember him when he was like, um, you know, 20 breaking into Aberdeen team. It's mm-hmm. scary how things um, transfer, but yeah, we're doing that going the tangent like we always do. <laughs> That's because you just want to avoid That's the best bits. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Because to be honest, Saturday's games were. I know, I know. No, 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 he came from his manager though, um, because uh, when Campbell gets sent off, he should have been putting on a midfielder in there to try and show up and at the very least get to half time at one 0 and take off probably Cosgrove because he's not been great recently. Um, and leave so. front, but no, he puts, he puts me in the midfield and leaves him in there for so long, and it just didn't work. It was, yeah, um, by all means, Campbell should take share of blame. Forget he said Daffley red carded. McInnes takes the, the the blame for the fact that he didn't fix it. And we end up losing the game, and a silly, a silly defeat is that. My mate tried to suggest that. Yeah, my mate tried to suggest he's gonna get made on because he's getting more energy to play in terms of hustling their team than McGee who would come on. But Ferguson would do that. You don't need to do him to be doing that. Yeah. Uh, see, see for all you're talking awful. about, defending was awful for both goals. Yeah, this is what yeah. I would get that size. I mean, you're criticising the midfield. Nice build up for both goals as well. Mm-hmm. Aye, I think when Mackay was unmarked for the first one, effectively, standing yeah. in the middle of the box to heat it up. Um, and he, he was unlucky not to get a hat trick in this game because in between his two goals, he latched onto a really terrible pass back. Um, so that could have been a third goal had it not been for Joe Lewis. Um, and then I, the, the, it's a. What happened for a second goal? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> he had it across the keeper. So that's a good finish for McKay. Aye, it is. Kelly, the ball went behind from Kelly. But even prior to that, there was nice passing about, nice play. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he, he certainly likes being in the Highlands, doesn't he, Billy McKay? Sure does. Um, that's only Ross County's second away win of the season and a, a vital one. Um, we can't so buy us. I'm at home just now, so... I have four defeats in a row in the league at home. So, it's terrible. Um, uh, I think the frustrating up. thing as well is every time we think the season's getting back on track a wee bit, still I think unless we, I mean unless we're in the Scottish Cup, I think it's going to be now a bit of a failure of our season. I'll tell you what sums up the season just now. It sums up the season for Scottish football below the old firm. Um, Aberdeen are 23 points behind Rangers and Rangers have a game in hand and Aberdeen are the um, are 22 points clear of bottom club hearts. Aberdeen are fourth on the table. Aye. That sums it up. The, the other one I was talking about at the weekend was uh, Aberdeen's defeat to Ross County meant you could no, win, no longer win the league math- mathematically. Hi, I mean, it was never going to happen, but that, it's <laughs> yeah. now mathematically impossible for anybody other than Rangers to catch Celtic because um, Motherwell there was still a chance um, but even that went when Celtic beat Kamarnock so aye, the only team that can catch Celtic is Rangers yeah. oh, aye. Well, I'd be interested to see how we set up on uh, Saturday in terms of formation whether we go 4-4-2 again but I don't know whether if Oyo's back then maybe Oyo and Ferguson would be the two, yeah. I think. 
Well, Campbell can but play in the Scottish Cup. I would stick with Campbell. Can. Aye. But I've got a feeling McInnes might leave him out. Yeah, probably. Um, um, but, but if he, if he does bring him a year in, he's got, to, he's got to perform. So he's not done it yet. And then we need to try and see whether can Main and Cosgrove put a partnership together. Maybe. Haven't really seen it so far. I, I, I was saying to John earlier, I think Cosgrove's in a wee bit of a huff. I think he knows his wee bit of a joint, but... I he's think he's got complacent. Uh, I think he's probably, probably as well... He, he talked though he does he does like the pressure of being the main guy for scoring goals but um, when there is a week in a bad spell he needs to like react in the right way and to be fair to Maine I think Maine's come in and he's done alright the last few games mm-hmm. so you've got to earn your, earn your place back in the team I think and so arguably maybe we've yeah, got a better team definitely. with Maine up front a bit more movement and stuff like that recently but I, he's still aye so the only game we've not talked about for Saturday was Hibs and Livingston um, it's a penalty in this game which was saved good save uh, I don't think there was any debate about it being a handball it was outstretched for Taylor Sinclair so yeah um, but aye good save uh, he's in good form just now Taylor Sinclair aye I mean he obviously got the equaliser in this game um, I mean uh, Dodge was good sticker's instinct to kind of deflect that shot in to get the, the opener um, before that I think Dykes was oddly not booked for diving because oh, <laughs> there, there was about a pinball then he had a nice wee pirouette and then he just fell down yes. and I looked on a penalty so to me that's a dive uh, Doherty uh, again looking good for Hibs they'll be doing everything mm-hmm. yeah. they can to try and sign him in the summer uh, he's moved to Rangers never worked it but um, certainly he seems to have found a bit of form that he's had a wee one move so See what they can do with that. Um, but I think perhaps maybe a couple of handballs are looking for in this game as well. I think one was a push and one was he was lying on the ground anyway, so I don't think there was anything to do about it. Um, but I, as you say, tell us in equaliser. He's in good form. So. See, going back to the penalty though, do you think Scott Allen's run up was weird? <sighs> I never noticed. You know, like usually players will go like they'll maybe take steps back and they'll either go to the left or the right, depending on what foot they are. It was almost like he, he went back in a straight line. So you don't really get a good angle, I think, for hitting the penalty, but I don't know. I, I thought it was a weird run-up. Whether he's trying to be a bit too fancy. Yeah. But in terms of that, that result ended up being no bad result for Aberdeen and Motherwell drawing as well, because well, yeah, a point gained. Uh, everybody's getting points off everybody else. Interesting that uh, they're like they were totally dismissive when sports seen about Livingston being contenders for third place, even though they're only four points behind. Four yeah. points behind, and can we now say that the game's finished it tonight in the Premiership? Nope. Nope. No, it's still not yet. Because I did yeah. notice there was a wee sneaky goal, so but it's, it must be it's about finished. So yeah. waiting on BBC. Uh, See, uh, refreshing, but it could be waiting a while. But uh, Simon obviously had the game off on uh, Friday night. It was pretty obvious why, because um, a bit of flooding in the Paisley area. Aye, aye, ever so slightly. It was like, uh, it was arc. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Not the best. Um, aye, because it wasn't the only thing that happened with uh, the weather. The Abrothia United game uh, did go ahead, but got abandoned on Saturday because um, of the weather. There's a few more there was a goal score from a corner. Abroth scored from a corner that game as well. Does it count? It's a shame. It was a championship game last Friday. Aye, I am. I Dundee United finally. St. Mirna beating Mullow 2 1. Oh, aye, aye. Oh, aye. You get it in there. Beat you, beat you. So, St. Mirna, six points, clears of Harps, and four clear of Hamilton. Aye. Nice. I think Goodwin's doing a good job there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can I hear quite often folks saying that managers need maybe three windows to get their team together so be interested to see what they do in the summer I know it'll be budget constraints and all that type of thing but I think he's recruited pretty well boy uh, is it McLaughlin the centre back that they got from Ireland I think he looks a good, he looks a good find pretty sure it's McLaughlin Beacus certainly been improving. Oh, aye, aye. Beacus been a great training, I think. McCarthy. Not McLaughlin. McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did notice in talking centre-backs, and he's coming for a bit of criticism recently, the young boy Hamilton, that Hamilton is training with Brighton. That's a bizarre one. Billy Reid's there, though. So I know, but still. Probably they wouldn't allow it, but they've gone, right, OK, we'll let you train. But what if he gets injured? Mm-hmm. Because surely, I mean, I don't know what would happen. It'd just be tough luck, kind of thing. Because obviously the hope is, they're hoping that he goes down there and presses to an extent and they get a wee bit of money for him. Aye. But he could, he could get injured in training, whatever. Mm-hmm. I know he could get training, injured in the Hamilton training, but it's a wee bit different when he's playing for a... He's training at a club that he's no actually signed for. Oh, it's bizarre. Don't get that one at all. I mean, oh, I do kind of get it, but it's just it seems risky. What does it say about the boy or not? I mean, uh, Hamilton, is he quite going to get back into the Hamilton team? Or is he what, that, <laughs> trying to get rid of you? What's the, what's the message? Well, well, I, I think, to be fair, I don't think Hamilton are trying to get rid of Hamilton. Um, well, Brighton can't sign him yet. The league's been trying to get rid of Hamilton for about five years. And we have. And we're presenting him every season. At least one of us are presenting him when we go down. Bye. So, but Championship... Morton have been air tonight 2-1 and Inverness have been Dunfermline 2-1 two of two A's Aye and uh, that comes off the back of probably the game of the day and Saturday was when Morton had that 4 each draw um, yeah, at home to Elmer so uh, it was a bit of an exciting game last minute winner uh, last minute equaliser on that game sorry <laughs> Yes and we need to thank is it Callum? Yes mm-hmm. that uh, mentions a couple of goals in that game and yeah, I'd give it to the Aloha one I've not seen them. Maybe I've forgotten to look. To be honest with you, but I'll... you liked it. Pretty sure. Um, I think I like the fact he tweeted. Um... Kevin Corley. That's who it was. Bye. Good turn. Good hit. Um, so I. Yeah. So I. The other I... game on Saturday was Dundee winning Queen of the South, as you said, but also Friday night, which we've tried to talk about three times now. Dundee United beat Inverness, finally getting a win um, at the, the team top of the league. They've been struggling a wee bit, but uh, either now. Yeah. Well, they went 21 clear, and now they're back to 18 because Inverness Aye, won this evening. Um, so the, the, the league's uh, pretty much done from that point of view. But the big um, talking point from the 
Championship wasn't even the um, the football. It's the fact the SFA decided um, to throw a curveball and um, reinstate the appeal for James Kittens. Yes, because apparently one member of the panel said they had the actual the evidence. Well, I know it's a different organisation, but they never even looked at the video evidence. What are they doing? What are they, what are they looking at? Well, the only evidence that was submitted was video evidence, because everyone figured that was enough. It was pretty obvious for the video evidence that it's not a, a dive. Um, so if you don't look at the video evidence, you haven't done anything. Um, then they just flip a coin. Aye. Pretty much. We'll even check it. So Let's flip a coin. And we'll guys, what, about, what about the other guy in the panel that voted in favour of this Aye. stupid decision? Uh, he's not come forward. That's mm. interesting. Um, so, aye, you can't trust it in this panel did. Um, you actually can't trust it in any of the panels have done at this point. Uh, I think Cowden Beath were also up at the same time as this um, Keaton's decision. So, they've already uh, questioned whether their decision is safe or not, uh, as they should. I think more people need to question this. I think more noise needs to be made to this because this is yet again more proof of the SFA uh, and the things they put in place. A whole kit and caboodle are not fit for purpose. Yeah, um, who's on this panel? The Cubs making nothing. It's gone up by again. It's fell off the news feeds. Um, it's just another thing. It's been swept under the carpet. Yeah, the SFA are incompetent. Oh well, what's got on with it? Nobody wants to rock the boat, as per usual. Yeah, exactly. Who's on the panel? Do we know? Bert Ernie and Big Bird. <laughs> but are they involved with certain? Are they involved with certain clubs? Is it a case? Are they clubs over to rock the boat? I heard somewhat they got. Yeah, I heard they brought in like, a lawyer and an accountant to do be part of the a panel. These aren't football people. Look at video image. Just, just spare um, some time to just look at evidence. All oh, right, okay. Uh, and they're not really watching it. Jeez, oh. Yeah. It's just thing, a complete farce. Aye. Another thing that's interesting about the championship, we touched on the fact that whether or both are contenders for the promotion playoffs, you've now potentially got a steam battle. For the yeah. promotion playoff, but also on the flip side, you've got a situation whereby are Morton and Felman safe for the relegation playoff? I nope. think they are right now. Well, I think at the moment, um, I think they'll be okay because I think Queen of the South are rotten just now, lost again at the weekend, and Partick Thistle haven't got their act together yet, despite the um, second come of McCall. So, unless both of those teams turn things around, the teams above them will be fine. Yeah, because Arlo are doing well. You know, mm-hmm. look at it. They've not lost in the last six games. John Two lost four. So, uh, they're just they're picking up your points, which is, is more than the others are doing. So, hi, definitely. Shows how reliant though Queen of the South were in Dolby last season. I oh, like aye. it because this season he has kind of struggled in front of goal. Yeah, yeah. Aye, definitely. There was a couple of um, games that had played down the bottom end of League One. Um, this evening, Dumbarton beat Clyde 1 0 and Peter Hedden 4 far to 1 1. So uh, it moves 4 far a point closer to Clyde above them and yeah. Peter Hedden's only 2 above them as well. Aye, because I mean, on Saturday, Falkirk, Airdrie, and Wraith all won. Uh, Schrander lost again to East Fife. So, um, yeah. aye. Looking Not like. Too it. much going on in League 1 there. Um, just looks like it is going to be that. I'm, I'm still calling it a three horse race. Maybe just, well, even you've got that, but then you've got who's going to finish in fourth. Yeah. He's been chosen by a couple of games in hand on East Fife. Yeah, East Fife got the points on the board, though. So, yeah. Right. yeah. Always an interesting one. 
Yeah. And then League Two um, on Saturday, you had uh, Cove beat Queens Park. Edinburgh City dropped more points uh, at home in Breakin City. Surprisingly, uh, probably not enough for Breakin City. In fact, not a single point. But kind of guess Edinburgh City would have been a bit unexpected. Mm-hmm. So that's now an eight-point gap at the top of the League Two. It's starting to look like Cove's to throw away, hasn't it? And yeah, a good example for the pyramid. Absolutely, yeah. It's been Cove and Edinburgh all city. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Coven Edinburgh City all season um, and the other two that have come up through the pyramid system so yeah definitely a good example yeah uh, did anything happen in week two tonight no because Albion Rovers couldn't be it was postponed again postponed, it was postponed yeah Albion Rovers are equally to breaking with that game in hands but um, breaking that he start winning oh um, I definitely and quickly see you later on you were talking about goals in my corner but like was because it was the goal from Cove in the corner. Was that a broth game? A broth, so a couple of goals that we came from corners. Mm-hmm. I've no idea. I just know about the Arbroath one. Aye, Jimmy Lasseter scored for <laughs> Cove Rangers from the corner. Right. So, um, Breakin are playing Queen's Park tomorrow night. Um, that's a couple of games in the Highland League and one in the Lowland League as well. Um, and then also tomorrow night is the Rangers game um, away to Braga. Um, I'm guessing they're playing. Yeah, aye, they're playing Wednesday night. Aye, because oh, I think aye. there's too many I games in Portugal or something on Thursday. Uh, uh, so aye, Rangers is a Wednesday night. Um, so that's the is that a five o'clock kickoff for them, actually. So they don't clash with the Champions League. That's pretty usual. Yeah. Um, and then Celtic are at home on Thursday to Copenhagen uh, in the eight o'clock kickoff. So good luck to both of them. And then, as we said, Scottish Cup weekend starts with having another lesson Friday. Yes. Yeah. On the BBC. Uh, so if you if you want to remember the easy way to remember which one's BBC, which one's Premier Sports, Premier Sports have no imagination whatsoever. <laughs> uh, basically, if it's no Glasgow teams that are involved, it's not BBC. Yeah. Because um, yeah. if Partick Thistle were in it, then we know that Partick Thistle would be in Premier Sports. Because <laughs> it, it's... The, Queen's Park. Right. Right. So. Well, no, they missed yeah. it in BSC Glasgow. They did, but they, but they did get shown on. But then that was they, a, they, they played now, don't they? So. Uh, so. <laughs> they're also playing on Friday night, by the way. They're playing coming on Colts. And coming on Colts, of course, play closer to Glasgow than BSC Glasgow do. Yeah. Yeah. Cumberland's yes. a good place. That's a place to be this season. That is, uh, all yeah. the big games are happening abroad this season. Absolutely. And the coming out coach changing room will be um, used by Celtic. Yes. On the 29th. Well, it was used for Celtic in the Scottish Cup as well, so they'll be at home. Yep. Yeah. And, and the uh, nice blue seats. The Abbey Scold Vals treatment table will be in that room. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, that was a good brilliant. one, that. Uh, you know what? I, that was another thing I enjoyed about that podcast, was reminiscing about Abbey Scold and the nonsense he talked. This statistics <laughs> thing was genius. Oh, it was brilliant. Like, it was like 20 very, years ago. Now. Very likeable character, Evie. Yeah. Aye, aye. He's a cuddly toy of Scottish football, isn't he? Aye. Finn is a good manager. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, with Copenhagen, he was a really good manager. Was it not Bronby? He managed before Was it Bronby? Aye. Aye, had Bronby in the Champions League, because I mean, they were in the same aye, group Bromby. as That's right. the Man United side that won the Champions League that yep. year, and Bayern Munich who were in the final in Barcelona. So. Hard group for me to get, but I think they won a game in that group. Yeah, they did. 
but the thing Scove Dow's always remembered for is Aberdeen finishing bottom of the league. And you've got a wee oh, bit. Oh, that never happens. That never happens. What? <laughs> yeah, we got a wee bit because of league reconstruct, a combination of league reconstruction and, and Rockville being a dump. Yes, because we were supposed to be in a three-team playoff with Dunfermline and Falkirk. I think it was supposed yeah. to be like one game each against each other in the top two um, playing the Premier League the next season. Yeah. So I think we probably would have stayed up, but we should have went. Um, by default, Pro should have went down because we finished one league, but who cares? <laughs> We weren't the only ones that benefited from that. No, uh, there was, a, there was a, It wasn't like Mother who who actually would have been relegated. Aye. And then they escaped it because Falkirk brought Robert Stella dump. The funny thing was, I, I mean, I went to two Falkirk games that season. One was against St. Mun and one was against Dunfermline. <laughs> St. Mary came up as champions and Dunfermline came up as the team that were supposed to be in that playoff. Um, and and the, the, my odd, that's an odd uh, thing to claim, uh, but my first away game when I sat in the away end of the stadium, was actually a Falkirk game at St Mur that season. And St Murren cheated, because Falkirk were denied a stone ball penalty, ran up and scored the 1-1 now. First away game, mine was at Tannadice. Mine was, was at St Murren, um, and Aberdeen lost 1-0. That was my first ever game of football I went to, and that was 30 years ago. Mine's finished, Desmond. Yeah. Nice, my first... Ever football match was at Hamden, Scotland versus Poland in a World Cup warm-up match. Remember we used to qualify for things? Yeah. Well, that leads us on nicely because there is a draw happening next uh, Monday. In fact, oh, it's no, no, Nations you, League. Oh, no, right. Come on, we've been on for an hour and a half last night, but over an hour just now, <laughs> and now you are giving Chris saving no, no. material. <laughs> Why don't we just uh, say who Scotland can can get in this uh, League B? Um, so from Pot right, One, we so... can get Russia. We don't want them. Uh-huh. Um, Austria, mm, do we want? We don't know. Wales and Czech Republic. Pot th- uh, Three, we can have Slovakia, Turkey, Republic of Ireland, Northern Ireland, and Pot Four, Bulgaria, Israel, Hungary, or Romania. Yeah, because by I... that time we'll have qualified for Euros, won the Euros, and we'll be the best team in Europe. So <laughs> bring it on. Yeah, I mean, as you may remember, Scotland having won their uh, C section meant they got promoted to League B, and some teams were supposed to go down as well. Uh, <laughs> but UEFA decided that, that was their fun. Let's just keep everybody that got relegated in the pot they were in to start with, um, and we'll just bring everybody up and we'll rejig it entirely. <laughs> yeah. Let's face it, it's a lot of push because the big teams are—they're not even playing full teams in these competitions. I think England yeah. were most of the time. Trying out different players, I think they like Spain and stuff like that as well. Yeah. I, I think they've worked, they're working for it for the World Cup because obviously the World Cup is 13 teams, so you've got your 10 group winners will go through, and then the way they're working at the three playoffs, uh, um, the, the other three qualifiers is a playoff scenario between 12 teams. It'll be um, the 10 group um, runners up for the conventional World Cup qualifying, and the two best Nations League winners. Let's face it, it won't come from League A because most of them, them, the ones who won that will qualify through the conventional route. So <laughs> uh, they'll make up as they go along, probably. I think we should just play in the Oceana group, to be honest. <laughs> just, just say no, but we're not playing Europe anymore. Yeah, reverse. A reverse Australia. Aye. Aye. Yeah, why not? Oh, no, must be a slot in field. So. Yeah, they still need to play the uh, South American fifth place team. Aye, so we'll get points at that point instead. 
Which is why I surely jumped yeah, up. They've done all right with that a couple of times. They've done all right with that a couple of times in Australia. They've qualified every tournament since. So. Uh, oh, one thing I forget to mention, Effie Ambrose made his debut for Olivia against the Real Club. Has, has he not played any football at all for a year? No, I don't think so. Well, did he not go a Derby and trial or something and then it just didn't work out? Is it just a trial? I thought he'd signed. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea. Uh, it's no long to the, the Scotland game, the, play- the playoffs. Anyway, no. Tickets are through. My ticket. Mm-hmm. I say, yeah, I got my ticket. I'm probably on more. Send me a message to say that the tickets have come through. So yeah, I'm pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Squad, when's the squad getting announced? Maybe that's two two weeks time. Yeah, I would think so. Um, because the game's what four weeks and Thursday, so yeah. I'd imagine it'll be a couple of weeks time. It'll be yeah, surely it'll be Lee Griffiths will be back in the squad. Yeah, I think so. I think that I mean, that's the one thing that everybody's been clinging to the way he's been playing for Celtic recently is that. That wee niggly knock that kept him at Thursday night isn't in serious, and he stays fat for yeah. the the the, quarter, the the playoff games. Um, I say games. Hopefully it's games. Yeah, and we do have to beat Israel yes. to make sure of that. Mm-hmm. Let's hope so. Rofe maybe back in the squad again. He's coming to bit form. He's in contention. Um, How many strikers? I'm just thinking. Yeah. Just yeah, not. McTominay's um, back. Aye. McGinn's yeah, supposed to come back to the final. That was it. Yeah. McGinn, McGinn might be back. Here they are, I think, even if he's back, I, I don't think we'd play at the moment because I think he's just no hard enough football. No. Uh, the big conundrum is who's going to play centre back, especially when you look at um, Erling Haaland playing so well for Dortmund just now. Um, uh, and you just aye. worry. And then. But, Norway are actually below Serbia in the world ranking, so either one of these teams is going to be very difficult if we um, beat Israel. But I think it's 45,000 tickets for sold so far, so it's looking good for sale, which is good. Yeah, I mean, like, Norway's got the advantage of this because they're obviously at home in both legs if they get that way. Um, Serbia would have to win in Norway to get a home game. We've obviously got a home game in the first one, but they were away. Um, and then Israel's got two ways, so they've really been screwed over. Um, but aye, it's... I, I still don't know what's going to happen with that. I, mean, I feel a bit better having Lee Griffiths fit because <laughs> at least we've got a strike there. We don't, still don't really have much in the way of defence, which worries me. Um, Centre back's a big problem. Aye, always has. Mm-hmm. Uh, but which I'm sure we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. Is that not even worse? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe a bit extra security. We've got a pretty decent record against Norway over the years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll be facing the hottest property in world football, but probably Aye. just now. That's what worries me. He's just that kind of stand it and everything people are seeing at the moment, so everyone's looking at that. Norway's going through for that one. Aye, did you see the thing actually talking to Haaland? It was uh, supposedly one of his heroes growing up was Michu that used to play for Swansea. And Michu sent him, sent him a sign top. Nice. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Yeah, and how, how was like, cheers. Thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, I see Billy Gilmore was on the bench for uh, Chelsea. I don't think he'll make the mm-hmm. Scotland squad, but it's good to see that um, he's progressing at, at oh, Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. 
Aye, but Lampard said he's a first-team squad player now, so... Good. Uh, good going for him. Yeah. Anything else we want to cover? I don't if we've covered everything. You know what? I think people have had now three podcasts out of us in the last couple of days. Um, well, three podcasts out of you guys. <laughs> With one out of me. Well, John, John's been there. Uh, John's have a present. He is. Uh, uh, yeah. Good John. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, I, I don't think John gets enough credit for the case on this week. Not wrong, What's that? The... Good John. I'll be mentioning him, but I guess I'll be waiting to see. Potentially, yeah. We'll um, we hopefully should have a a guest coming on on Monday, but we'll keep it under wraps um, so that we don't avoid last minute hitches because we've been in that position before. So yeah, we'll yeah, confirm we that on Monday. Cool. Yeah, uh, and again, thanks to actually both of you for organising all these interviews that we're doing. Um, particularly John, who seems to do all the organising for this podcast these days, especially when it comes to the charity match. Because um, although you do palm stuff off to us to organise, you still end up doing most of it anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Aye. Aye. He's just that good. That's the thing, he's he that good. That's why he's called but, good. That's another reason why he's called good John. Aye, I, I think it needs called out that John has done a phenomenal amount of work for many aspects of this podcast. Um, so, thank you. Yes. <laughs> hasn't been said um, you're very to, be, to be fair if we use a, if we get a swear box for me then that could be <laughs> um, that will probably charity. contribute more than the actual game itself <laughs> a charity <laughs> swear box aye so uh, yes but it's no far away as well it's um, yeah yeah so we need to get promoting get the Just Given page um, pushed this is where we really need to push it. Um, hopefully, yeah, there's we'll no get Bob, I'm going to get Bob Geld off on the podcast. Did you like your fucking money? There's another big fiver in the Twitter. Did you like my tweet earlier when I was saying we should get a Patreon? Hey, as a joke, and then I just managed to fling in the Just Given page. Yes. It's on my Twitter account. Give us some money. Well, don't, don't give us it's money. It's not us. It's back on side money. money. Aye. Um, and if you don't know what they do, have a look at their website they do great things terrific things and as Phil um, mentioned last night they, they, they desperately need funds because they're helping so many folk mm-hmm. I think Gary mentioned it as well there's like a lot of you see a lot of stories in terms of people that are helping you see it on Twitter and the likes and social media in terms of the folk they are helping but there's that many people that are helping that are in the background and different things like that you don't hear about so yeah um, I know somebody that's been using their services mm-hmm. so yeah that makes it all the more Personal, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. And they've got the big charity ball. Um, I think it's the second of me. I can't remember the date. Um, they've got quite a good lineup for their um, game in in May up at Carnoustie. Um, so I've seen Ian Murray um, recently signed on to that, and we've uh, also got Gary Dempsey. They've got Phil McGuire. Um, Willie Henderson's managing one of the teams. Uh, they've got uh, Jamie Langfield's playing that game. Gary Connor, Jim Winter. Um, I can't remember everyone off the top of my head, but um, yeah, I noticed Dean Murray had played that game recently, which is good. But yeah, that's obviously the second best game because our game's first. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, just a reminder 29th of March, 12 o'clock kickoff, Broadwood Stadium, uh, five ahead for adults and £1 for kids. Yeah, great yeah. raffle yeah. prizes as well. We've got raffle prizes. Mm-hmm. We've got us. We can be us. Yes, absolutely. As well. That should be an honour for everyone. Come on, laugh at me playing football. It's always a good giggle. 
Here's feedback face to face. See, I see Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> no way. I've just remembered that I forgot how I was going to introduce the podcast. Because I already, already got thrown because because it was confusing. But then I was going to say, aye. And tonight I'm joined by John and Crush. Crush, yes. Um, yeah, so there was one of those things on Twitter that's like, what's the worst pronunciation you've heard of your name? Um, uh, Crush is definitely mine. How did you even get that? Because I was in a Domino's pizza in America and they asked me for my name. And I came back 20 minutes later to get my pizza and on the box was a wee sticker with your name on it. It said Crush. It must have been my accent. Maybe it was a maybe it was an early recycling scheme. Cross the ball. Just want you finish with it. Um, maybe they hope said that. At least there's a little well, bit of logic in that. Was um, you know at my work um, on the phone, someone called me Rafa. How did you get confused between Rafa and John? <laughs> maybe maybe they've got they've heard you talking football tactics and I don't know. Did you talk about uh, Spanish waiters or? <laughs> I used to get. I used to. I used to. You should get George, but George, you could almost kind of yeah. understand when you're mm-hmm. maybe talking quite fast and all that. I'm trying, to, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm in holiday. I get called all sorts of different names because usually I think I'm local person. Whatever that. Juan. Well, yeah, but that's a bit. That's a bit obvious. One, um, but I. Someone I was called recently. Someone sent me a text to try to get my details, and I can't remember what was the call. Was that woman trying to get your details? Aye, oh, very good. No, was it was one of those emails. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a fitness um, saying that yeah, you've missed your payment. I'm like, what? Um, I'm trying to find the tweet that says it was some. Certainly wasn't John. Oh, did you? Did you? Ah, you did you tweet that? I think. Uh-huh. I'm trying to find it. Oh, well, is it again? I remember seeing that. Because I don't Did I end up calling you the name on the podcast that week? I think I was <laughs> I going to. I did have it in my head to call you, but I don't know if I did. Wayne? Was it Wayne? John Wayne. John Wayne. John, John Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> the John Wayne podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's just bringing up still game now. John Wayne's an arsehole. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen something. Oh... It's a case of like right, we're stole. getting on a right big tangent here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, this I is the best part of the podcast. Um, I think they listen to it. Yeah, true. Oh, we need not. We need. We can't. We can't leave unless it's going to be a a cliffhanger whereby we find out next week what the name actually was. I don't know why it's not appearing on my Twitter because I definitely tweeted that. I don't delete oh, you them. Did. You did. Was it two weeks ago? Maybe. Ah, it was two weeks ago, but. It uh, doesn't matter. We'll, if we find oh, the answer, no, we'll tell everyone next week. Aye, we'll find out for next week. Oh, Glenn. That was it. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> I can't remember now. How's Paladin? Oh, Rafa Glenn. <laughs> that was it. Glenn Michaels Cavalcade. Rafa Glenn, that sounds like somebody going on holidays. Before <laughs> you got Ben Dewey. That's... I think you've just got a case of Jack and Ori here. You're just making stuff up. <laughs> I think likes a story. It's true. Yep. Um, bye. We've, we've, we've wrapped up everything and more. And we're now at 2021. <laughs> um, season 10. <laughs> so, aye. Good, no, good week. Uh, hopefully people will listen to all the 
the stuff we put out this week because it's really good. Yeah, if, if you've watched this, this one, the other two are better. Yeah. Uh, I think this has been pretty good, actually, to be fair. But aye, the guests, yeah. we've got the guests on. We are just, we just end up more like football fans. We're just sitting back asking a few questions and listening to great stories. Um, From down to earth people, we've got to say as well. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, I think yeah. that's the big thing. We've been fortunate with that. So, uh, I thanks, listeners, for all of you for listening. Uh, all three of you. Um, <laughs> feedback, send us feedback, any kind of feedback, but honestly, anything at all. Yeah, even if it's saying stop travelling on so much pish at the end to drag it out. Well, <laughs> <laughs> know how to end a podcast. <laughs> yes. Aye. Aye. Right, speak to you this week. Cheers, guys. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>